What's up, junkies? Welcome back in for another wonderful edition of Pigskin Junkies. Myself, Michael Larson, the big brother, Jared Larson, bringing you week 10. Jeez. I'm Ron Burgundy? Yeah, I don't even... God. Yes, I'm, week 10. I'm honestly week 10. just in disbelief that it is week 10. So. Double digits. Week 9 of the contest. Yeah, terrifying. We... So that's Jared, obviously talking right now. Jared, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Yes, week 10. Jared, do you want to inform the people of where you stand right now in the William Hill contest? I'm uh, pulling it up right now. I am tied for fourth place. Overall record 37 and 19, which is 66%. And there's only two weeks left. So there's only 10 weeks in this contest. Um, as Micah said, this is week 10 of the, end of, of the excuse me college football season, but only ninth week of the contest because they do not do week one. And I think matches if, uh, up with. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, matches up with the uh, um, NFL, so yeah. it's week nine of the NFL, week nine of the contest. So we got two more weeks. Uh, I am three games behind first place. So first place is forty and sixteen, uh, and there's two guys tied, guys or girls, I guess I don't know, uh, tied up there. So hoping we can find uh, a couple of weeks, be, or a couple of good weeks here, because the, there is a bonus at forty nine wins. Uh, which would mean, mean I would need to get 12 wins over the next two weeks out of a total of 14 games. So um, hoping to find it there. I like the card this week um, and actually have some bonus game for bonus games for you guys uh, as well. Yeah, so there you go. So Jared getting after it, obviously, in the contest. I went 7-0 last week. Jared and I combined uh, one loss in the college football season. That's because it was a, a head-to-head on Saturday. So Mike got the best of me there. I did. Um, and Printing money. Printing money. <laughs> yes, it was uh, quite a phenomenal weekend. So, what, Jared, what's a, a precursor you want to say to everyone before I start giving everyone my picks? Uh, fade, Micah, this week. <laughs> if you have a mortgage on your house, take out another one and back up the truck with Micah. Fade his picks this week. Because I have correctly prognosticated what would happen with his picks uh, over the last three weeks, and then he just got done telling me not his specific selections, but the type of selections <laughs> he is making, and it makes me feel even better about my prognostication. Unless there are the same games that I picked. Those will be his winners. <laughs> so Which I'm, I'm like looking at a couple. I'm, I see one that I feel like we might be on the same side as, but we'll find out soon. All right. Well, I got uh, to start it all off, and I have the Boston College Eagles Ooh. minus two I was, against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I was this close to taking them. Yeah, I feel like that was a good one. There were a couple other games I was teetering on, but I felt a little more confident in this game. Uh, this is a Virginia Tech team that started out the season hot, but very, very young. And as we mentioned, this Boston College team is the opposite of that. This is a very experienced team. Uh, I would say – kind of underwhelming performance so far this season. Now they are coming off a win against Miami on a Friday night. So a little bit longer to rest, recoup and get ready for this game on the road against the Hokies minus two. I think this team can easily win by a field goal. Next. Yeah. Only thing. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only thing that, ke- that held me off this game actually was they have Clemson coming in next weekend. Yeah. Coming to Boston. That was literally like I, Kid you not, this would be the eighth game on the card for me. Yeah, and that's that's a very fair point and, and very valid. Uh, but if it was a if it was minus seven, 
something like you're minus five, then I'd be like, okay, I'd play that more in. But I don't see Boston College kicking a, a field goal down 21 to 20 to kick yeah, a field goal a, to win. So, yeah, this is a – you think they can win if they win by one or two, you just say okay. Yeah. Next – Bounce back week for a team that was in the top 25 for the first time in program history and got bounced on a uh, week game, a weeknight game, which would be the Appalachian State Mountaineers at minus 15, taking on Coastal Carolina. I don't even know how to say their mascot's name, so they're just taking on Coastal Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) They are at minus 15. I feel like this came up during, like, baseball when Coastal Carolina was good. Chanticleers, yeah, Chanticleers. That's yeah. right. Yeah, really weird. If you went, if you went to Coastal Carolina, we apologize. <laughs> yeah, Cha- Chauncey the Chanticleer, wow. a proud and fierce rooster, is mm. the unique moniker for the Coastal Carolina University mascot. Is that a type of rooster? The Chanticleer is derived from a from Jeffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, mm. specifically the Nun's Priest Tale. Whatever that means. Yeah. Dropping knowledge for you people. Look at the holy shit. Graduation rate of Coastal Carolina, 45%. That's not wow. good. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. This is that's not just the football team. That's like the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I have them minus fifteen. Yes, it's on the road, but this is gonna be an app state team that uh, is gonna be looking to just unleash the beast. Uh, of anger from the week prior, and I, I don't think yep. this Coastal Carolina team is, is that good. Next, speaking of not-so-good teams, but this team always seems to be getting a lot of love, and Jared and I have talked about it, and I think because of their lackluster performance last week, Oregon and UCLA are kind of trending in two different ways in the eyes of the public. Oregon minus 10, I have them at home against the UCLA Bruins. I do think Chip Kelly's going to try and get them up, but at the same, none of these kids at Oregon – were recruited by Kelly or anything like that. Uh, But this will be a a fan-fueled game where they're just going to be screaming bloody murder the entire time, and I think they can – Oregon Ducks can feed off of that one. Ducks going natty. Pretty awesome. (laughs) That guy won't be at the game. He won't care. (laughs) He'll be at the coffee shop. (laughs) Yeah, where he works and runs. Not named Starbucks, so good luck competing in that state without Starbucks. Next – I have Utah State going to Jared's favorite place in the world, the 11:59 kick. Jared nods his head because I knew he was picking this game. He's going to dip into this well until there is no rainbow fruit juice left. <laughs> Utah hey, State minus Utah... 19 and a half. Oh, you did get 19 and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's not on the card. Did you see how Fresno covered last week? No. Hawaii lined up for like a 54-yard field goal at the end of the half, and Holding, Fresno yeah. got, a, got a kick six. <laughs> I'm telling, like, it's fade Hawaii, watch the first, like, 10 minutes, go to bed, wake up, Money. winner. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how it's been. It's been, like, the greatest Sunday mornings. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. on. I agree 100% on that. Uh, that's not on the card, um, but that's a game that I personally will be betting as well. So for all of you listening, uh, if you're down, which you won't be because you're taking our picks um, and you need a get-back game, that's the one. <laughs> Yeah, I also have another 10:30 Eastern special surprise later with the aforementioned uh, for Bulldogs of Fresno State. Ooh. Next, another home dog, going back to my uh, 
other well of favorite coaches. We're going with the Leech Man, minus 10 against the Cal Golden Bears. Yeah. Uh, this is at home. I think Leech takes care of business. This team. And now, I'm, I'm waiting to get burned because it's like Fitz Magic, where you just know eventually, yeah. poof, he's going to. His, his last act is the disappearing act, and they just disappear. I thought it was last week. So I feel like they got that behind them because occasionally they have a game like that and they poof, they're gone, and you don't know what just happened. Uh, yeah, and Washington State that they were having that moment, and then they came out in the second half. I don't know if Leach put everyone in like a steel closet and just beat the cage or what. So, <laughs> so Cougars came out and played and won that game. I think they can cover minus ten at home. That's plus one hundred. So that's uh, going to be trying to rake in some bula on that one. Next, I was I was very close to the other side of that game with Cal. I know you. I, I know you've gone with Cal before. I just haven't. I haven't been overly impressed with them this year. To Agreed. go into Washington State, but there is that piece of me in the back of my mind, like I said, where it's a, it's a ticking time bomb. But in, in the sense of a little child, until I touch that burning hot stove, I'm not going to believe <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Purdue, Purdue at home minus three against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of emotion continuing with this Purdue Boilermakers team going throughout the season. Iowa's going to be a black and blue game. Uh, Purdue obviously riding high. I believe Tyler is going to be at the football game, and he's going to be there as long as he can be. Uh, For those of you who don't know and missed the segments last week, he is uh, battling a terminal, uh, what would you call it, diagnosis of cancer. So he is kind of the Boilermaker himself. These days, if you're looking for a mascot of that team, uh, he is the face of the program. So Purdue minus three against Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Iowa had their chance last week to win this one. I think this Purdue team, Purdue team, like Jared and I have talked about, is a very good football team. Uh, and Coach so, Brom. yep. And with Iowa, they try and just they try to fundamentally defeat you in games. And as I've said over and over again. Uh, when you that's great when you're going up against really talented teams that aren't disciplined but when you're going up against another fundamental team uh, you need a couple of athletes uh, to make differences and I think Purdue has that on the edges over Iowa and for that reason I'm going with Purdue minus three this could very easily swing the other way and I am aware of that because if Iowa takes the lead they're just going to sit there and they're going to pound the football if you, if you doubt how good of a coach Jeff Brom is, just look at what Western Kentucky has done since he left. Mm-hmm. Straight into the toilet bowl. Exactly. And last but not least, I I went with them last week, or I went against them last week on purpose, and I will be going against them for the exact same reasons this week, and that is the K-State Wildcats minus eight against TCU. TCU hasn't looked hot as of late. I think if this game was played – Lost to Kansas. Huh? They lost to Kansas. Right. Uh, and I think if th- this is a team that you've seen play, though, that has the potential to be a team that can compete with Ohio State early in the mm-hmm. season. So with minus eight, I feel pretty comfortable with that. This Kansas State team is absolutely hot, steamy, poopy, all the adjectives yep. you can think of, garbage. Especially on the road. So for that reason, I think TCU is in need of a win. Uh, Patterson's gonna uh, he's gonna figure out something to do obviously and yep. if a team can't score he... and an offense that has potential is looking to explode onto the scene this is a, a recipe for disaster for the K-State Wildcats yeah and I think 
to your point, I think you're getting a discount on TCU because they lost to Kansas last week. Mm-hmm. So come back home, get right against uh, against the Kansas team. So get um, it right, get it tight, get it right. right. Uh, all right, so we are not on. We're on one game that's the same actually, but okay. it's different in the thing. So um, all right, I'll go through my games here, and then we can recap at the end. I'll recap both. Um, game number one. Ohio State, Buckeyes, minus 17.5 against the Fighting Scott Frosts. Uh, you can rewind basically to everything Micah said about App State. Embarrassed publicly, brutal game against Purdue, bye week. Uh, now they're coming home in front of the fans against a defense that is absolutely terrible. Uh, Ohio State's very one-dimensional. It won't matter against Nebraska. Um and I think uh, Nebraska is going to have a tough time scoring points and moving the ball consistently down the field. So uh, I like Ohio State big here uh, in the in the get right game against uh, a hobbled Nebraska team. Mm-hmm. Game number two, Michigan State minus one and a half at Maryland. Uh, as Micah has stated, and we've said many times on this podcast, I am allergic to laying points <laughs> on the road. Um, but there is so much shit going on at Maryland right now. Uh, I want no part of that team. Zero interest. There's no interest in the fans. There's no interest in the coaching staff. Uh, there's candidly no interest from in the players. They're all very concerned uh, with a lot of the off-the-field stuff. So um, on the field, they don't uh, do very well against solid run defenses. Michigan State is precisely that. So uh, very candidly, I trust Antonio in this situation uh, to go to College Park and get the victory um, in a short line, laying, laying one and a half. Game number three, Texas Tech, guns up. Red Raiders, speaking of Mike Leach, plus 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. Late night. This is a 7 p.m. local kick in West Texas against Oklahoma. Uh, this scares me just enough to pick it. Um, I think this line should be somewhere around 9 or 10, and we're getting a bunch of extra points here. So um, we'll take Texas Tech. Uh, late night, hope, hoping that they can put up enough points. Uh, this will not be fun. This is definitely a Pepto game. Oklahoma can score in bunches and, and do it very quickly. So this will never be um, safe. We'll put it that way. Game number four, Micah mentioned it. Uh, Oregon on this sheet is actually in the contest is minus seven and a half. A lot of the reason for that was that Justin Herbert went through concussion protocol uh, he practiced yesterday, which is Wednesday. Uh, I've heard that he practiced today, which is Thursday. So <clears throat> he'll be playing for the Ducks. Uh, that's kind of the on-the-field stuff, layer on top, everything Micah said from an emotional fan standpoint back at home, mm-hmm. Autzen. And then uh, the third and primary thing is uh, – or third or third thing, but what I should have said is the primary thing. I don't trust Wilton Spate, uh, and this team is just not very good. I said it on the preview <laughs> – I always uh, forget uh, he's uh, a quarterback of that team. It's, <laughs> it it's unreal. No like I, well, you remember during the preview, I'm like, Wilton Spade is the quarterback of this team. Everyone's all excited because Chip Kelly's the quarterback. There is no chance in hell they have a winning record. This team is not any good, especially without the freshman quarterback, which is crazy to say. Um, so I'll lay the points here. I'll lay the seven and a half. I don't mind the ten. Gets much higher than that. I'm probably not too interested mm-hmm. in laying it, but. Um, uh, I certainly will lay the seven and a half here with, um, with Oregon. Yeah. Uh, I am going I'd be jumping for joy. If I had seven and a half for that game, I would be clobbering on it. Oh, dude, definitely. Um, what number are we on here? Game number five, Baylor bears plus seven and a half Oklahoma state, big win at home. 
Uh, then next week they have Oklahoma coming in there on deck. Huge look ahead spot. They have Red to River. go. Or not Red, Red River, River, sorry. Bedlam, Bedlam. Bedlam. Yeah, so this week they have to go to Baylor against the scrappy team, Matt Rules boys, and lay seven and a half. Uh, I think Oklahoma State could be on upset alert here, but I will take the seven and a half points with Baylor. Um, again, fully expect maybe a little dabble on the money line. Game number six, Michigan Wolverines, minus ten and a half. This is something that I hit early in the week, minus ten. Uh, this defense is very, very, very good. Our friend James Franklin made a uh, mockery of this game last year. Uh, and <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, outside of Urban Meyer, might be one of the pettiest coaches there are. And as a consequence, I expect him to keep the foot on the gas <laughs> the whole time. So um, Trace McSorley is going to be running for his life. The Penn State back end is not very good on defense. Uh, and Shea Patterson's finally starting to find his way. So yep. I think this is going to be a bloodbath. Um you know, something to the tune of mid thirties to mid teens. Um, I just I trust this Michigan defense at at home. What's up with these three forty five kick times? I don't know. I I will say one thing too. I I was a not a Shea Patterson believer at the start of the season. I was not thinking he was going to go to Michigan and really be all that impressive. I thought he lost his job, rightfully so, when he was at Ole Miss. I thought Ole he was being him. outperformed. And he has proven me wrong at his time at Michigan. That guy kind of—he went in there and he, he shut up. And Harbaugh—he was like—he was like a five-star recruit. He's like number I know, two in the at country. IMG, and he went to Ole Miss. And I didn't he, know he that, was at IMG. Yeah, that Ole Miss mantra of like, hey, you know, we're we're awesome. I beat Ole Miss, or I beat Bama, and then got a little big for his britches. I don't know what it is with these white boy quarterbacks who can run and beating Alabama, the, and then just diving the off the deep numbers. End. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Johnny Johnny wore number Johnny two. Johnny had a normal so, number. Yeah. yeah, and then just absolutely falling off the deep end. So it's nice to see him be able to get to Michigan and kind of turn things around because he is a phenomenal talent, and we've all known it. And you can see him now really taking strides in that direction. Yep. Uh, game number seven, the LSU Fighting Tigers. The Bayou Bengals. This place is going to be so lit. I'm juiced just thinking about it. I'm juiced for this game. I found out uh, my buddy Tim Cardwell is going to be in the house. He's flying out tonight, he said. And uh, allegedly we're going to see his sign on college game day, so I cannot wait. Uh, (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. So I'll have to text him and figure out what it is. Um, So here's my thesis on this game. Nobody has believed me all week. Everyone is saying – everyone – People say that Bama hasn't played anybody, which I generally agree with. More importantly than who they've played, I'm of the opinion that no one has punched them in the mouth. Mike Tyson famously said, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. I'm of the opinion that LSU has the chance to pop them and punch them in the mouth Uh in the first quarter and or in the first half. You get that chance to smoke them and you get the bell, the ears ringing a little bit. Layer on top of that, the environment. Layer on top of that, the magnitude of the game and the SEC West implications. Layer on top of that, the national championship implications. I think this is a point where you can stay within within two touchdowns. 14.5 is the number here. I'm deathly afraid that this is a, quote, public dog. Um, but I just – I haven't really been a believer in Tua, and I know that's absurd to say with the numbers that he has put up. <laughs> 
Um, That's honestly just, like <laughs> you're probably the only person. I think I'm the only on person the on the planet that thinks that. I just think of okay. So, so just, hold on, <laughs> just follow me, follow me, and I can't wait till all these people just hit up the Twitter and say you are a moron. He did not look good. He made one good throw in the national title game, which masked a terrible sack that he took. Didn't had a couple dink and dunk. Like there were a few big penalties in the second half. Like I wa- I watched that national championship game probably three or four times, which makes me a glutton for punishment because I'm watching my two biggest rivals play for the national championship. <laughs> like what kind of sick asshole am I? But and then again, I don't. He's played inferior teams he's got a ton of talent around him i mean dude like this guy can spin it but i don't think he's been put in a situation where he's had to make a really difficult decision on an ongoing basis against a good team i think burrow and the guys can score enough points to get to you know call it 14 17 20 somewhere in there and i see this game coming out 24 27 28 31 to somewhere between 14 and 20 uh, and as a consequence, I'll take LSU and I'll take the I'll take the fourteen and a half points. Um, so those are my seven selections. So recap: Micah, BC Eagles, App State minus fifteen, Oregon minus ten, Utah State minus nineteen and a half. I got the hiccups again. I just started <laughs> drinking. Washington State minus ten, Purdue minus three, TCU minus eight. Jared has Ohio State minus seventeen and a half, Texas Jared Tech has. plus thirteen and a half. That's right, third person, first person, whatever. Michigan State minus one and a half. Oregon minus seven and a half. Baylor plus seven and a half. Michigan minus ten and a half. LSU plus fourteen and a half. And then Sikkim Bears. Sikkim Bears. Stupid. Nice. Favorites here. So dumb. <laughs> Every school bonus. in Texas has a stupid. What's yeah, SMU's? There's a trivia question. I don't even know. I don't. I don't know either. <laughs> That's that's a that's a horse, I guess. If anyone was wondering, what animal? A pony, the Pony Express, a Mustang. I wonder what that sounds like on one and a half x speed. What I just did right there. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, all right, bonus for you listeners that are picking this up on a Friday. We got a Friday night game. I'm pulling it up right now to get the time. Ten thirty Eastern. Colorado Buffaloes plus three at Arizona. Colorado embarrassed with a home loss against a putrid Oregon team last week. Uh, and Arizona with an upri- uh, an upset outright win over Oregon at home. This team does not deserve to be laying points, Arizona. They should be getting points here. This is a Colorado team that uh, had a down game, let down spot, maybe even a little bit of a, a look ahead. Take Colorado. And then uh, bonus game number two, Saturday. We're going to go late night, 1030 Eastern, and we are going to go to one of my favorite places, Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are going to take the running Rebs plus 26 against Fresno State. Fresno travels to Boise on a short week next week. This is going to be a get in, win the game, get out type of spot for Fresno and the fighting Jeff Tedfords. I will take the 26 with the Rebs, uh, fully oh. expecting that they stay inside the uh, the number. Fresno will win this game. Do not get it twisted here. I gave out a couple of dogs that I think can win outright. UNLV is not one of them, but they can cover 26. 
You could you you wouldn't you're not gonna be able to fit a paper clip between that uh when you're watching that game <laughs> on, on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that that one in Utah State's just I mean, we got all kinds of late, yeah. late night games going. That was me, um, uh, that was me on Saturday checking the Notre Dame score back and forth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they, the whole fourth quarter was like pink trading touchdowns. Yeah, I was I was sweating big time. So Jared, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get started with gun to your head if you would like to get that ball rolling. Yep, I am ready. Game number one, Georgia, minus nine versus Kentucky. Uh, you and I have talked about this off air. Uh, I like Georgia in this one. Yeah, so I actually uh, I changed my opinion on this. Um, well, you also said the game was in Athens on the recap. That is part of the reason for me changing my opinion. Uh, Will Stevens actually let me know that. He's like, hey, uh, the game is in, is in Lexington. Um, total in this game is 44 and a half. This is going to be an old-fashioned slugfest. Uh, Mark Stoops is going to try and make this like an old-school Big Ten game, uh, and I think Kirby Smart will be happy to oblige. That makes laying nine points a little bit more than I'm interested in. Uh, I will take Kentucky and the nine at home, uh, and then after this, all the Wildcat fans can squarely focus on basketball season. <laughs> well, they'll go to they could if they win out, they can go to a good bowl game. This is true. This is true, but that doesn't matter because Kentucky basketball will be back. Uh, game number two, Texas, minus two versus fighting Dayton Hol- Holgersons and Country uh, Road. More like fighting Will Greers and John Whatever. Denver. <laughs> John Denver is full of shit. Uh, <laughs> this, is at, this is in Austin, correct? Yes. Yeah, uh, this is a big bounce back spot for Texas. This team is psychotic, however, but I think Texas wins uh, partially because I have to stay true to who I was at the beginning of the season, not thinking West Virginia could win this division or win this conference. But uh, I just think Texas has a little bit more beef than the West Virginia Mountaineers, despite Will Greer being amazing. They are who we thought they were. Uh, I will also take Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's usually not a good sign. I, I, whatever it is, like Herman off a loss, Herman as a dog. I'm just very interested in that dynamic. If the, he's neither of those, I, I just, I mean, you guys saw it last week. I took Oklahoma State, so not interested in that side. I, this is a the beginning of a brutal stretch for West Virginia. So if yeah. they do get one, I think they can get the. You know, this would be the game. I think they get. Um, I will be looking to play Oklahoma uh, against them. Uh, I think it's in a couple weeks, but um, I will also in Texas. Game number three, Michigan, minus 10.5 first Penn State. I am already on the record uh, as having Michigan. Yeah, I, I'm taking Michigan as well in this one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I was talking to a Penn State fan this past Saturday, and then it has been – excuse me, Saturday. I, I realize sometimes when I talk fast, my – Saturday. Were you talking to Dorgan too? Turns into Saturday. No. Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wait, uh, quick side note. My old roommates in college will love this. They said their, their JV or uh, JV or varsity, I can't remember which one, their football coach would go, you got you to gotta go to work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They said Friday normal, <laughs> but every other day of the week was – like he was from Mobile, because <laughs> he gets because he gets the cocktails in him straightens straightens them out. 
<laughs> so John Grayson is uh, DeAndre Francois any good? You tell me. <laughs> DeAndre Francois is as good as our secondary. <laughs> uh, like Jared said, basically for all the same reasons, I think last year Penn State absolutely drove this Michigan team into the ground and let it be known. And that's who Franklin is, and he likes to send messages. And so he's does Harbaugh. To get a message. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and so Harbaugh doesn't. Uh, he's. I think we might get a uh, what's your problem part two when Pete Carroll walked out there to midfield when Stanford just beat the piss out of USC. Pete Carroll was like, what's your problem? I want to get, I want to get a John Chaney and John Calipari like goes in the locker room after during the interview (laughs) or the press room, try to like beat him up. Yeah. Not going to happen though. All right. So Michigan, um, John Tortorella. Game number four. I'm actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just getting in the locker room. <laughs> Is he employed? Yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, okay. That's he was the Rangers Torrance coach man. for a while, right? He was a Rangers coach for a while. He was a, the coach for the Lightning when they won their Stanley Cup. Torts oh. Torts has been around, but you can only have him for so long because the players just hate him. Because he's a tweaker. <laughs> yeah. And that's talking hockey with Micah. Yep. Uh, game number four. Wazoo. I was actually surprised that this was on your card. I have nine and a half uh, versus Cal. You already said you had Washington State. I already said Cal just missed the card for me, so I will take Cal uh, in that game. Fifth and final one. I'm already locked in on this one. Bama minus 14 and a half at LSU. Nobody can see this. I can see it in Micah's eyes. He wants to take Bama. I really do, and I hate the fact that I do. And I guess just for the sake of argument, I'll take Bama. Ooh! You gonna I, tell I, me how much of a moron I am, moron I am about uh, not taking Tua or thinking Tua is like decent? My fear. I mean, well, I guess we'll see how great he is. He hasn't played a complete game yet. I guess that could be an argument. That's what because, I'm trying to say. Well, he hasn't had to throw a pass in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> this whole season. Um, Bama is true. Bama has not played anybody this entire year. Uh, 14 and a half. I, I do think, however, though, that this might be the greatest football team Nick Saban's ever had because of what he has at the quarterback position. Uh, whether you think he's, you know, God's second coming or he's just a quarterback that does a good job, I think what he brings with his legs, with his arm – is you know you you had Jalen Hurts and Sims who could beat you with their legs. Uh, McElroy was probably their best passer. I forgot about Sims, he was terrible. But, but their defenses were so good back then that they won. If this yep. was 2012, I'd take LSU in a heartbeat. But because I think the strength of this Bama team is their offense and what they're able to do with the football, is why I'm taking Bam with a 14 and a half. This isn't the greatest defense that Nick Saban's ever had, but this I think is the best team that he has had while he's been at Bama. Yeah. The offense is the best one he's had. Yeah. And the and defense is good. Not it's not great. like they're a huge he's had some fall great, off. Yeah. He's had some great defenses. This defense is good. Yeah. I mean, and that's where I think LSU will be able to score enough points to keep it close. I mean, I guess that's the great part. We're going to see. Yeah. We will not be together. I'll be in Auburn. Yep. I'll probably be at Halloween Horror Nights watching on my phone. Sounds terrible. Yeah, Jared says that every time I say it, maybe a Halloween Horror Nights. Says, Sounds terrible. It um, makes no sense to me, that that thing. That's true. So you want to recap those real quick, and then we'll, we'll wrap us up. 
Uh, okay, so week 10, gun to your head segment, Micah, Georgia. So Micah is 15 and 16 on the season. Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Washington State, Bama. Jared, 18 and 13 on the season. Kentucky, Texas, Michigan, Cal, Golden Bears, LSU, Tigers. Hey, go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. Don't forget uh, to put the uh, pig squealing. We had uh, listener complaints. Yeah, and lick taint juice at the end. For those of you who have never <laughs> Don't listened all the way it. through, do it. You have um, to listen all the way through. There's some special surprise for all of you at the end. <laughs> so I, I'm going to do a quick little blurb here, Jared, and then uh, I'll wrap us up as well. So uh, for those of you who do not know, I'm going to be a little selfish here. Uh, and Selfish but yet selfless at the same time. So just hang in there. Uh, so it is officially November, or to some people it is known as Movember. Uh, I have signed up myself to grow a lovely mustache, uh, and I figured what better place to do it pictures. than a place. Yeah, so I will be uploading pictures to my, it's called my MoSpace, which is kind of funny because I actually did have a MySpace. Even though I am 24, I did have a MySpace uh, when I was in middle school. There you go. That's fun. So. Loser. I signed up for uh, this and I figured I would put it on here because as Jared and I have mentioned numerous times, uh, we are printing free money and all I'm asking for is maybe just a $10 donation or whatnot. So my motivation is to use the power of the mustache to have an everlasting impact on the face of men's health. Cancer has had a significant impact on my family and my friends and I'm done sitting on the bench. I would love your support in raising awareness and fighting this terrible disease and I hope you enjoy these photos as I rock a gorgeous mustache. So I hope you all can uh, join me on that journey moving forward. So with that, I will say please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, follow on Twitter. To all of you that have joined this podcast recently, I say thank you. I haven't looked. Uh, I'll look Welcome. right now to see if we have any new comments on the podcast. I always like to give those guys shout-outs for their uh, respect uh, respect to, thank to, you to for the respect that. so jared do you have any closing remarks let's see we're up to 277 followers which is kind of unreal mm-hmm. podcast listens at an all-time high so thank you for your support we love doing this uh as mike always says we are brothers so it used to be him and i just getting together every week talking about <laughs> football so to have uh people that actually care about what we have to say is uh is pretty cool and, and fun for us to do so um thanks for listening thanks for downloading all that stuff it will it will always be free uh mm-hmm. as far as we're concerned so just you know enjoy it interact with us we love talking about this stuff so if you have an opinion if it sucks i'll tell you that it sucks a la uh deandre francois is a great quarterback and uh hopefully we can all <laughs> get a little bit smarter yes um and I can't wait for everyone to tell me how stupid my opinion on two is. It's I. It's going to come raining in. Now, here's the thing, folks. It's a hot take. Hot. What? What? When it comes to this podcast, there's nothing that you can say. If we talk crap and we are wrong, it is a okay for you to come at us and point it out. We're yeah, totally right. okay with that. Now, the flip part of that coin is if you say something stupid to us and you are a moron, you will be roasted. You it's a give and take. Roasted. So we're a-okay with that. If you guys think we're being idiots, just bring the heat. We're fine with it on Twitter. We're getting a lot of Twitter interaction, lots of questions, and we're really enjoying it. Jared has been revived. God has blessed him with new hands <laughs> as he has begun to tweet 
like a madman. So uh, I told you you're the well. I'm in between jobs, so that's part of the reason. But, yeah. Uh, the other reason, yeah, you were the the rocket ship. You got us out into space. Now we're <laughs> now I'm slowly drifting back into the ocean's <laughs> waters, and Jared is floating towards Uranus. Boom, roast. <laughs> um, but yeah, as that's Jared said, we. Yeah, we're just two brothers out here having a good time picking games. So, and we do appreciate all of you those who have tuned in. No plans on making any of this paid for. We just enjoy talking about this with each other and with you. So, uh, keep up the interaction. We're loving it. And uh, until next week, junkies. Once again, remember it is November. We are one month away. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine and let's get this bread. See ya. And with that, we'd like to welcome in once again our now, I guess, re- first reoccurring guest of the pigskin junkies podcast and that is because he is at pigskin underscore junkies himself in the super contest and that is scott panza welcome back scott thanks for having me back boys <laughs> you're breaking lots of records scott first yeah. repeat guest first person that's actually doing something and crushing it picking winners <laughs> so uh we're we are thrilled to have you back on yeah uh, I, you know talking you know recapping real quick last weekend we have just nailed last weekend's slate any better on the pod. First, uh, I don't think so. First, I said that the Packers game was going to be heavily, heavily bet. Obviously, it was. They were by far the most popular pick. Said next was the Eagles. Eagles are going to be heavily bet. They were the second most popular pick. And kind of take you through what Jay and I were thinking. Um, we were trying to fade those games. We are going for it on the 15K at the uh, halftime bonus. We wanted to avoid those games because if any of those, either of those games swung, we are going to win it outright. Unfortunately, the Jags did what you know Blake Bortles does and <laughs> can't get the ball to anyone, and they got issues there. And you know the Rams Packers, I mean, tough spot there for the Rams Packers. Two weeks to prepare for them. Even if Todd Gurley ran that last one in. Uh, we weren't going to cover anyways. Yep. The spread moved down on game day, two full points. So, you know, we took a Hail Mary there. We felt pretty confident with the other picks that we were going to be in the right spot. And, you know, Devin McCourty picked six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Into, uh, you know, push for the halftime bonus. That was, uh, I remember, I remember texting Scotty on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I said, well, just kind of dovetailing on that. I said, well, we got what we wanted. We got a bunch of clustering on the games we thought we were going to get. Uh, to his point, obviously they didn't bounce the way we needed to ba- needed them to bounce. But um, you know, if you take me back to Sunday, I'd have been thrilled with where we were, and and kind of the mapping out of the strategy, the game theory behind it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we we probably missed a little hedge on the Saints on Sunday night, uh, but we didn't hedge. On the Monday nighter at all, we had full confidence in the Patriots. You know, Derek Anderson was every bit as bad as we thought. He definitely couldn't get the ball to anyone down the field. That game was only close because their defense held the Patriots to field goals and said touchdowns. They played really sloppy. Gronk did not look right. He definitely got back issues, and that's really concerning for the Patriots, uh, you know, going the rest of the way down the, se- uh, down the season. Uh, they don't, you know, Jacob Hollister hasn't gotten any reps there, and Gronk not being healthy is really problematic. Jacob Hollister's still on the team? He is still on the team, and wow. apparently he's supposed to be good, but I've never <laughs> seen it. 
he can't stay healthy. Uh, that's the guy from LSU, right? From like a long time ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's crossing uh, the two worlds here. It's supposed to be a thing, but I haven't seen it. And then uh, <laughs> Bengals box, Bengals box, score fast, awesome to watch, was perfect for the red zone. That was fun to watch and see uh, Fitz Magic getting back in the mix was uh, was a ton of fun as well. <laughs> I'm I'm always happy to see Jameis grabbing some pine. I'm I, uh, I'm not a fan of him in the slightest. I I think at this point the Giants should just try to you know take a flyer on Jameis Winston and try to trade for him. While they can't now, the trading deadline passed. But I thought, you know, I was messing with some guys at work and who are big Giants fans, and I said, you guys should just take a flyer on Jameis because Eli can't be any worse. And I was going to say, maybe, can't get any maybe worse than what it is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's something in there. He probably will throw the same amount of picks, and uh, maybe he can get OBJ the ball, who is maybe clearly in your town. Yeah. Like one, every once in a while. So, um, yeah, so just a quick recap. Scott's last week, 5-0. and oh. Chicago Bears winner, Seattle Seahawks, which he gave out on the pod, winner, never in never in question, never never a doubt, never a never doubt. a doubt. Carolina Panthers also really never in doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colts Colts was close there for about two and a half three quarters, uh, and then the Patriots, of course, uh, to wrap up the five and a week. So uh, we're heading into uh, week number nine in the NFL. So this is probably a good transition point. We talked about the. The uh, Pats and the Bills. Scott, do you have the stomach to grab the 10 points with Nathan J. Peterman and the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, he is he's atrocious. He is awful. I, I don't know why they're starting him. I mean, I, well, it's either him or Matt Barkley because they just signed Matt Barkley off the street. Wow. It's a massive Wolf. number. I mean, There's so you really so, – so the Bears – would be 16-point favorites if Buffalo was traveling to Chicago. It's just such a massive number to swallow. Yep. Uh, but I'd still be confident taking the Bears. The <laughs> Bills are that bad. David Peterman is even worse than you can imagine. He's even worse than Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson was playing golf a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, ugh, that is, that's an ugly one. I fully expect people to be all over the Bears despite the number. Um, but, you know, what I've noticed in the contest is a lot of guys are, are fading these big spread games. And I think they're still – and I, I was actually listening to another podcast about, you know, not taking these big spread games. But when you're getting later in the season, teams are really showing their true colors. And the Bills are as bad as we thought at the beginning of the year. And, and they're yeah. even worse with Nathan Peterman at the helm. I mean, people thought they were bad with Josh Allen. Nathan Peterman is ten times worse. He's ne- yeah. Has he ever had a good quarter in the NFL? The guy's a locking interception. It's no. unbelievable that he's still employed. Like, I'm not off a week where he rested, get himself healthy. He's going to be putting pressure on him. The Buffalo Bills offensive line is not good. So yep. it's an ugly one. Um, I assume Red Zone will not be panning over to that game too much, but <laughs> just to show uh, just to show pick sixes. Yeah, it'll be it, one it of those could... ones where like you get the update on ESPN app, and then yeah. I forget the guy's name, Scott something, the Red Zone guy, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna cut to the Bears game." It's like, "Well, this is a touchdown." It's like yeah. when they go like it, when you're watching golf on like Sunday afternoon, yeah. and they pan to the guy who's like 
on 18. 27 over for the tournament, and they're like, this is a moment ago. It's like, well, this is going in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent. Same thing with these games. Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, for me, as you get, the longer the season wears on, the more comfortable I become laying larger numbers. Because to your point, there's a much greater understanding of schematics, uh, scheduling, what the team's intentions are, kind of going forward, all the emotional stuff. Whereas, you know, the first, call it four or five weeks of the season, you just don't know enough about these teams where, you know, I'd be interested in laying 10, 12, 13 points, just even down to the eights and nines. It's just not something that I'm looking to do, but I uh, feel comfortable doing that, uh, you know, later on in the season. Not saying for me yeah. that Bears will be a selection, but just the 10 doesn't doesn't preclude it uh, from yeah. making the selection. I'm with you. I think you'll see quite a bit of clustering uh, people picking the Bears in the contest this yeah. week. I'll be interested to see what the percentage is. Another thing with the Bills, too, they just came off, uh, you know, they were very emotional every time they played the Pats. They want to go out and beat the Pats. They're at home. We absolutely own – I say them like we – I'm a huge Pats fan. Um, yeah, I was going to say, full disclosure, we, Scott we, is a huge – Unacceptable. <laughs> we absolutely own them in Buffalo. I saw that Tom Brady's the third winningest Buffalo Bills quarterback. It was probably a fake tweet, but, I mean, in Buffalo, <laughs> in Ralph Wilson Stadium. So – I mean, they're coming down off of that smoke job. They're probably going to be feeling pretty crappy about themselves, trying to convince themselves that Nathan Peterman's the answer. And then when Matt Barkley comes in in the third quarter, after he's been surfing for the past few weeks, I'm sure that it's not going to get any better. Throws more picks. Yeah, so um, and I, are you going to be picking the Patriots this week as part of your card, or, or is that something you feel willing to discuss? Uh, that is uh, that is a game I probably am going to avoid. It's a big number. Patriots defense, although they looked good last weekend, playing six to Aaron Rodgers and just what we spoke to last week with the fear of taking them against the Rams, all the backdoor potential in the world. It's not a number I want to be on either side of. Um, and the so Packers got going to be a fade. Packers got Ty Montgomery. Montgomery, so they know that they and, get the ball if that happens again. <laughs> and, yeah, and ha, ha Clinton Dick. So you have to yep. assume that Tom Brady's going to go carve up that secondary. But, yep. Um, well, Scott, let me – Clinton Dick, Dr. Phillips' finest. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, let me ask you a question here. This is what – this is a question I think all our viewers want to know. Uh, what is your take, being a Patriots fan, about this weird circle jerk that's going on between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? <laughs> um – it's it's a little weird. Um, you know, they're doing what you have to do. You have to compliment each other. You don't want to give them any fodder to, you know, fire each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, but all these debates about – I hear a lot, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football. I mean, it's cute to say, but it's just not reality. Tom Brady's been to eight straight AFC championships. Uh, he's been to eight Super Bowls. I mean, he's in rarefied air. No one's even close. So spare me with all the comparisons. Aaron Rodgers is great. He's not Tom Brady. Nobody's Tom Brady. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> Coming from a completely unbiased source. Yeah, I'm... completely unbiased opinion. And oh, by the way, he owned um, Halloween yesterday by dressing up as it. Check out his Instagram page. He crushed. That's how you know. It. That's how you know you're a true Pats fan is that you follow Tom Brady on on all social media platforms. All my Scotty, friends that are Scotty Patriot has... fans do that. Scotty has watched Tom versus Time seventeen thousand times. Oh man, do you want to get fired up? There's a uh, I forget who who posts the video on YouTube, but it's the uh, 
after Tom Brady won his fifth Super Bowl, fifth, fifth, uh, listeners, uh, it's a video of all the people doubting him and then him coming back in the game. I watch it when I'm on the bike in the morning when I when I need to get fired up for a day. And nothing gets me more fired up than watching this video. I will find the link. We'll talk about it next week because it, it's awesome. We'll try. Yeah, I was say, we'll find it. We'll tweet it out. He sleeps in yeah. the PJs, and then he wakes up, and he puts on his TB12 cutoff sweatshirt, and he gets yeah. on that bike. Well, Micah, nothing gets you fired up for a day than being on a bike at a gym at 5 a.m. watching a Tom Brady video. You want to go murder that day. <laughs> Scott, do you have? Do you own the, the TV 12 pajamas? I don't own the, the TV 12 pajamas, but I own plenty of other TV 12 gear. If we win, <laughs> if you win the contest, can you buy? Then maybe if you can afford the, contest, the TV 12 I'll, I'll pajamas. Probably, I'll probably sleep in those pajamas for a long time. <laughs> well, that after if you win a million bucks, that's basically the only way you can afford them because they're like eighty dollar pajamas. I'm like, what the hell is this? I saw them at Dick's one time, and I, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I looked at the price tag. I'm like, what? I'll just sleep in the birthday suit for free. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'll a big just pajamas like, guy. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's not very proper. <laughs> no, um, uh, but dovetailing to the the weekend slate, starting yeah. at four o'clock. Oh, my goodness, what a slate we have. The games are uh, they are just awesome. Starting Seahawks, Chargers, Chargers off the bye. I think, aside from Packers-Patriots, is the game of the weekend even better than Rams-Saints. Um, I think this is a big show-me game for both teams. Seahawks been playing well. They've been doubted all season because of all the uh, influx, outflux of players there. Earl Thomas controversy, Chargers, everyone's trendy. They are going to the Super Bowl pick. Well, let's see who's got it in this game because the Chargers are going to Seattle where Seattle plays absolutely lights out. I am really excited to watch this game and see who really comes to play. Curious to see how Melvin Gordon stays healthy or if he's playing in this game. Big change in that offense because Austin Eckler is the only other option there out of the backfield, and Austin Eckler, I like him, but he's not Melvin Gordon. Yeah, this is going to be – I agree 100%. I uh, Full disclosure, the Seahawks will be one of my picks this week. Um, I think they're trending in the right direction. Uh, to your point, I think the Chargers uh, are everybody's sexy pick, and they very candidly they have been playing very well. Their only two losses are – uh, Kansas City, and I'm forgetting the other one, but it's the Rams. Rams the Rams. Yep. So, um, but huge home field advantage up there in Seattle, uh, and I trust Russell Wilson more than I trust everyone else on the Chargers, uh, and that includes Phillip Rivers. So, I will be uh, laying the two points here with the Seahawks this weekend. So, I'll, I'll give out one of my picks. I am in the money, like I said, not that anybody cares about my picks, but they're all here for, for big boy Scotty's picks. So, Scott, I'll let you give <laughs> I'll let you give a pick uh, away, and then um, just so everybody knows, we'll give out one now, and then I will tweet out, just as I did last week, uh, the full card around 3 o'clock Eastern on Saturday, which is when the plays get released to the public. So uh, there's two ways you can do it. You can either follow us on Twitter, check it out there, or um, you can go to the website, which I will post uh, to our bio so you guys have access to it as well. Well, you know, there's three games I really like this weekend, but I'll just talk about one of them. Two of the others are absolute disrespect games, and you'll see it in my picks this weekend. But I'm just going to talk about the L.A. Rams. 
The L.A. Rams should be laying points in New Orleans. They should not be getting points. This is an absolute insult to the L.A. Rams. Cooper Cup is back. Now, Brandon Cooks goes back to the outside. Robert Woods back to the outside. Todd Gurley is going to run all over the New Orleans Saints. They should not be getting points. They're 8-0 for a reason. Now, the Saints, their strong suit is running the football. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. It's not Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't the reason they won this game against the Vikings this past weekend. It's the running backs. Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue, their new Dexter Fowler. The defensive line needs to show up for the Rams, and I'm sure they're all fired up about this one. Now they're getting points. You think Sean McVay is not getting that point across to the Rams? Absolutely. Huge coaching advantage, Sean McVay over Sean Payton. I'm all over the Rams this weekend. I'll be betting them money line. I'll be betting them every which way. They should not be getting points. It's an insult. The other two games, two huge disrespect games. We'll talk about it on the Twitter feed. I'll talk about it next week when the picks are published. But for sure, the Rams have full confidence in Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Sean McVay to get the job done. Rams plus one and a half as currently uh, constituted. I believe that remains the line if you're listening on uh, Friday morning. Um, probably will bounce on or around uh, the one. But, again, Scott feeling confident that they're going to win uh, out. Right? Another so. thing with the Saints, they – they just as easily could have lost that game. The Vikings made two absolutely bonehead mistakes. The mm-hmm. Thielen fumble at the end of the first half completely switched the, uh, the tune of that game. And then the, the Kirk Cousins uh, picks interception was just, yep. I, you know, Diggs stopped on the route. Those two things don't happen. It's a much different game, and I think a lot of people are falling in love with how good they perceive them looking on the Sunday nighter. Also, we're a little salty about the Saints because they, you know, we needed yeah. the Vikings. In we that needed the Vikings. <laughs> but you know, they let the us Rams, down. Full confidence. Rams, I mean, close last week. But as I said, Packers are coming off the bye. Mike McCarthy, historically very strong off a of bye. That's why it was such a close game. I'm all in on the Rams. I've been all in on the Rams all year. Love them this weekend. Yep, and they're minus one just for listeners. This is Thursday evening, um, so we've got, you know the yeah. super contest lines are static as of Wednesday. Looks like we've had a little bit of line movement there, but I'm going to guess for from Scott's perspective, plus one, minus one doesn't matter, uh, or at no. least doesn't matter enough to change the pick. Nope. Scott's not. saying keep the points. Keep the yeah. points. Keep the points, Vegas. Yep. <laughs> keep them. I don't need them. I'll even give <laughs> some back. All right, well, so that – yeah, that I, we appreciate you coming on, Scott. We'll hope to have you on again next week and give a pick yeah. and uh, hopefully can make, make keep uh, making some money for the people, for the I'm listeners. Ten and on the last ten, I think 14-1, my last 15. No big deal. But we are <laughs> – you know, we're putting all that in our rear view because we're heading rear into the second half of the season. This is where we need to stay hot and mm-hmm. keep moving – you know, stay atop the leaderboard. We have a little separation, some margin of error, but – Personal gourmet is right with us, and we got to keep uh, we got to outdo them. Got to keep grinding. Got to keep getting that paper. It's grind season. Yeah. Like that. Thank you, boys. And thanks for having me having me on. All right. Talk, see you, see you, Scott. Talk to you next week, bud. Yep.
sucked taint too. 